It's time to doom scroll with SlimFast. What you don't know could kill the order hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Going on, we're doom scrolling, my man. All right, let's do it. Okay, someone on Twitch said that I was wrong about the Biden visit and that it was a planned visit and that Russia knew. But according to BBC News, here it says uh, the headline says how the president's surprise visit was kept a secret, and everything that I read said that it was a surprise visit and that they might have suspected that he was going to visit uh, at the end of this trip, but that they surprised at at least surprised. By going there first. So I don't know. And he met with Zelensky. There's uh, pictures. You can see the picture that's going around of the two of them hugging. It looks like they're both very emotional. We're here to show our unwavering support for the nation's independence, their sovereignty, and, uh, and territorial integrity. Thank you for your leadership. Thanks, bipartisan support. Thanks, Congress. I think that is a historical moment for our, for our country. Putin thought Ukraine was weak and the West was divided. But he's just been plain wrong, plain wrong. And one year later, the evidence is right here in this room. And uh, I read that he pledged uh, uh, half a billion dollars, another half a billion dollars uh, to help uh, the fight in Ukraine. And we're all, we're approaching the one year anniversary, right? Which yeah. is what, when is it? Is it like tomorrow or it's in the next couple of days? I they feel say, like it's uh, the 23rd. They say Putin's real big on anniversaries when they sure. say that when I say they is something I read this morning. He's big on anniversaries. So they're worried that on the anniversary, Seems like a sentimental guy to me, he will uh, he will probably launch some pretty big, big on anniversaries, it, birthdays, yeah, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, he takes that stuff seriously. Uh, they said that they're worried that he's going to launch a, a big attack. I saw another military advisor. I don't know if you saw this, fell out of her uh, hotel room window a couple of days ago. There's been so many in the last couple of weeks, though. Now yeah, that's dangerous. You can't keep them straight. The top general. Yeah, they've got to do something about those railings. Those I think windows. it's like those resorts in Mexico, maybe the, you know, here we have those. I get it. Poly, those standards. Yeah. It has to be a certain codes. height. But yeah, codes. Thank you. Building codes. They just must not have those because really dangerous. they are falling out mm-hmm. of buildings, hospital buildings, hotel buildings. If if I were one of them, I would stay on the ground floor. Stay on the first floor. Absolutely. If they say, hey, we got your hotel room and it's, I don't know, 14th. third floor or higher. No. And they'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and sleep in my car. I think that's probably the smarter move here. I guess what they do is kill you in your car and then take upstairs and throw you out the window anyway. Uh, people are moving to the South still. This was a big story when COVID hit because a lot of people were mad about lockdowns. And so there was this mass exodus from states like California. Uh, Joe Rogan famously, you know, big celebrity said, I'm, I'm leaving. Uh, Elon Musk said, I'm leaving California. They went to Texas there in Austin, which I've heard uh, has kind of messed with the housing market a little bit. Like a lot of people came, prices went up, and now it's calming down a little bit. But according to the news, young people are still moving to the South they like warm weather. Surprise, surprise. They're trying to get away from the winters. And what happens with a lot of them is they go to visit and they just decide we're going to stay. So Texas and Florida seem to be getting the most new people uh, flocking to their states. And, of course, a lot of people also are like, hey, I don't have to pay as much taxes here. Like, I think in Florida, like, you don't pay property tax on your vehicle, right? Isn't that one of the I things know. you like? Don't pay you annual don't, property no tax. Income. And- Tax, right? Something, yeah. There's, there's fewer no taxes, income tax, but yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Texas has some of those too, where I think <clears> personal some, income tax I think is gone, right? Yeah, there's some ways to save some money there. I know in Oklahoma there's a bunch of uh, ways. To, I don't know anything about it, but people apparently are are moving to the south from places like New York, California, Boston. Americans are increasingly picking up 
and planting roots in the South. Nearly 1.4 million Americans have moved to the South between the middle of 2021 and 2022. That's a lot, right? With Texas and Florida easily grabbing the lion's share, followed by North Carolina and Georgia. The state's seeing the biggest exodus, New York, California, and Illinois. It's a story that can also be told through cities, with Houston, Miami, and Atlanta seeing the largest percentage of inbound moving rates in 2022. Hmm. A million and a half people in a little over a year, that, that does, I have no idea what the normal exodus is from these states, but a million and a half seems like a lot of people. I've certainly thought, you grew up in Detroit, I'm sure... Mm -hmm. It didn't take. Now, when you were a kid, you probably liked the snow days and stuff. But no. it, oh, you didn't like it. No, you didn't go play in the snow on snow days. No. Oh, I played in the snow on snow days. I spent enough time in Florida that I realized that that was a better place to live. Yeah. Uh, Period. You know, it's like when we live. There's in, no arguing. In Seattle, I always thought a lot of the people that were from there would talk about how great it is, and I thought not that it isn't a beautiful city, but I thought, you know, I don't know if you're aware of. How weird it is that it's cloudy here every single day. Right. Like, you know, you could be in, in Colorado, it's, it's sunny uh, all the time. Uh, at least, you know, uh, where I'm from, and it ain't like the cost of living is high where I grew up here in Kansas City. Well, winters kind of suck, although they're sucking less with global warming. But at least the sun comes out and shines. It gets hot in the summer, but at mm. least there's sunshine. You know, and, and so you're then starting he, to lose me a little bit. I know, but in these places where it's, super, it's like, well, you know, super well, I, cold I do winters. think Kansas City is nicer than Seattle. Look, I live here for a reason. Oh, but the it, weather, it, absolutely. Not, I could not handle not, the weather in Seattle. I couldn't. Look, do it's it. not the same. Seattle's a and and if and if you were okay with it, it's fine. I, I said it's a beautiful city. My problem was right. clouds every day. I really it depressed the hell out of me. I mean. I, I lost like 40 pounds. They were giving right. me a vitamin you D shot. Also the missed home. I hate, man, the clouds were bad. And now I've got my sister-in-law living up there and she's only been there for, and she's like technically in Alaska, but it's an Island. It's in the Pacific Northwest basically. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about it's, it's cloudy all the time. It rains every day. I'm like, I know she's like, no, but you don't understand. It's like rained every single day yeah. I've been here. I'm like, yeah, I know. I think if you're used to it, it's totally fine. Or for some people, it just doesn't bother them. For me, Winter sucks, and when it's dark at 4 p.m. and it's cold, and it, you go outside to get in your car, and even but you only have to walk. But summers in Seattle are beautiful. Sure, the, you know, unbelievable. For, yeah, for a month or so. I'm saying, forget oh, about Seattle. Forget about Seattle. But these cities like Detroit and stuff, where you have cold yeah, winters, miserable. anywhere where there's cold winters, I understand the idea that at some point you apparently didn't even enjoy it as a child. No, but at some point, I think most of us as young adults think. I, man, can we just can I like get somewhere south where it doesn't get this cold? Of can I get course. somewhere south where the sun comes out in the winter a little bit? Yes. A lot of people go to Colorado because they go, hey, there's mountains here and there's still snow and stuff, and it's and it's fun. But the well, sun is out like in the mountains. That's not my thing. Yeah, I, I like, like beach, but yeah, mountains, beach. You know, I don't both are nice. Like, I'm, what am I going to do? Like mountains are nice to look at, but I'm not going to. I'm really not going to be a part of it. Right. I'm not going to engage in it. Well, and for, if there's ocean, I'll engage in it. Like it'll be a part of my daily life. Every. Time I lived in Florida, I'd go to the ocean. Right. Uh, I don't know that I would just go climb a mountain. I think in Austin, the thing is, a lot of those people are coming from these places and like, hey, it's, we don't have the cold winters and the cost of living is better. Sure. It's getting higher, but it's somewhat affordable and it's right. warm and sunny in the right. wintertime. Nice. That's super hot, which, I, man, at some point, I tell myself all the time, at some point, I got to get, if I live long enough, away from Midwest winters. I say that. I know this winter hasn't been so bad, but even just a couple of those days where it's 18 degrees and the windshield's negative four and you just go to your car and your fingers hurt and it's just depressing. Some people say, I like the seasons. I got to guess too, though, that a lot of these people are moving for reasons not just weather related, but also 
For Californians, they complain about taxes a lot. Sure. The girl that they talked to in the story, she was from Boston. She said it was all about winters, just getting away from the yeah, winters. Of course. People in New York, when COVID hit, they felt really trapped, a lot of them, and said, you know, we're, we're in full lockdown. We're trapped in this city, and it's right. hard to get out of here. It's hard to kind of escape and, and go Plus, somewhere. Plus, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. We're not talking about I don't care. What? Well, I was going to say, if you're in New York, we just said one out of every 20 people is a millionaire. Yeah. If you're in New York, a millionaire, a million bucks doesn't get you very far. No, nope, no. Nope. But so you live in this house that you can sell for probably three and a half million dollars, and you move to Tampa, yep. which would buy you a giant part of the city. Yep. Like, of course that's the difference. It's so tempting. Why not? Right. Why are you leaving Boston? Because your house is worth so much more in the South. Yep. Like, that's why, yep. the, the, you know, the uh, yeah, the weather's better. That's a huge draw. And my money goes a ton further. Yep. And I hear people talk about, because I've said before, like, I would move to Dallas. I would move to, to Texas, you know, Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, somewhere to get away from the winters. And they go like, oh, but Texas, you know, it's so red. And I'm like, I'm talking about living in a city. The cities aren't red. You know, I live in a red state. What difference does it make? I look at Houston. It still feels a little red. Houston? Yeah, I mean, I look. I, I mean, I mean, think I know it goes Hillary blue, by like eighty percent or something. Yeah, I mean, it's, but, but the, my point is, I'm from a red state anyway. It just always right, surprises me like, when friends anymore. of mine are like, or my even my family. Why would you move to Texas? It's so conservative. Well, it's Where do no you live? more. It doesn't, Houston doesn't feel any more red than Kansas City. Right. That's what, that's I'm, what saying. I'm saying. But like, like, you don't think you're going to go, go to San Antonio and they're going to be like, moving oh. to Houston isn't like a liberal bastion of Boston or Seattle. Don't get oh, confused. Austin, maybe. Right, but still, it's not. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. I'm, right. I'm not saying I'm going to move out and get a big plot of land in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Jimmy Carter, we mentioned this earlier. I actually meant to check for an update. Um, close. He's he's. Did you check again to see if he's passed away? No, I haven't. Uh, it. I know it's close. You know, he's he's had quite a few health problems, which is not a surprise. He's 98 years old. And the last issue he had, I don't remember exactly what it was. This was just a few weeks ago. They told him when he got out of the hospital, hey, you need to go home and rest. And instead, what does he do? He puts on, on his Habitat for Humanity jacket and his hat. And did you see that picture of him Legend. out there? Yeah. And, I mean, the whole side of his, side face, of his face was red. He's and, in hospice now, right? And now he's in hospice. His family has said, you know, uh, it's coming. It's, it's the long time. and distinguished life of former President Jimmy Carter is approaching its end. In a statement Saturday, the Carter Center revealed that the 98-year-old has, quote, decided to spend his remaining time at home with his family and to receive hospice care. It's a decision that follows a series of hospital stays. Okay, so there you go. Just says Jimmy Carter has opted. For home hospice care, sure. which, uh, you know, hospice, if you're not familiar, just end-of-life care. I, I know there are those hospice care facilities. Yeah. Uh, they told us at one point that my dad might have to go in. My grandmother home. went to one. Man, I, my stepdad had a hospice nurse. That yeah, came to the house. So my grandmother had a right. hospice nurse for a while, mm-hmm. and my dad had one, too. He ended up passing away in the hospital. But my grandmother, she after a while, the hospice nurse, and then yeah. they did, they're like, okay. Yeah. You're going to go to hospice care, I which I think means like a... you got like three or four days. Once you go to hospice care. Yeah. But you, yeah. there's not one in Southwest Traffic, but... I know for sure. Now, but what about home hospice care, which is what Jimmy Carter's doing? Yeah. yeah I mean, because yeah. my thought is. I think you got like maybe, a, maybe they're like, no, I think it's still covered by Medicaid, but maybe you got a little bit more time, right? I don't know. At least that's the way I felt it was with my grandma. Like, I hey, it was she's a few weeks yeah. for me. Well, I felt like once they said, the hospice nurse said she needs to go to hospice care, it was like, yeah, this is 
happening tonight. Like, it yeah. says Carter has decided to spend his remaining time at home and receive hospice care. But then care. again, he's a former president, so he may Very not true. have to go to hospice care. They may be like, yeah, do it, you know, whatever you want. Yeah, my thought has just always been when I drive by those hospice facilities, I do. I just think about the people that are in there, and I immediately start horrible. to feel sad and start to think about my own yeah, mortality. Horrible. And I think, man, I hope that I can die at, at home or suddenly, you know, just... I don't know. I, I think I I'd know. rather go to hospice care. In a center or at really? home? And be around well, other people? I don't people? want to die at home, you know, with my kids. Like, I don't want them to have to deal with any of that. Like, call somebody, get my body out of the house. Like, yeah. send me somewhere. For, let someone else deal with all the details. Oh, that, yeah. was, that was, for my stepdad, that was pretty easy. Remember, we made a call and they were prepared because obviously he was getting close. Right. And it was a matter of, like, you know. They come and pick them up, and that's it. I, I'm not saying it's bad. I just, in my head, I'm like, I want everything to be, I like that to be out of their hands. Yeah. You know? Is it like, you don't want that, like, that, like taint the house's memory? Like no, 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 no. I just that? don't want to burden them. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to give them any extra thing to do. Although. It sound, and I know they'd be like, no. And I get it. They would be like, no, we'll take care of this. And, of course, the pro- but to me, it'd be like, ah. You know, I just, boy. I, I just. I, I would feel if something happened, I feel like I'm just, you know, you guys got to move me out of the house. You got to sit here with me until the person comes. Like, you know, with my grandmother at hospice care, like we all went in the room. Then she left. You know what I mean? And then they were like, okay, we'll take care of everything. I need that to happen. This doctor that they interviewed said there's a lot of myths about what hospice care is and that, you know, it just means, oh, you're going here. We're going to watch you die. Um, he said he thinks of it as intensive, comfort-focused care. It's provided with the goal of minimizing physical, emotional, and spiritual suffering the patients and their families experience when somebody has six months or less to live. Okay. And you said this, Snow Cone, and I, I know this is a little crude, but you said the idea of like dying at home, you don't want to kind of taint the, the, the home with sure. that. And I, I think some people might, might scoff at that, but I think it's a good point because – and again, I hate to make this comparison, but they'll do that for your dog. When you go to put a dog down, that there's services that will come to your house. And for some people, they said it's great. They didn't have to go to a vet yeah. and do it there yeah. in the scary place. But, you know, I, I was talking to my brother about it, and he said, you don't want that room to be the room where you watched your right. dog. And I was like, oh, you know, there is something to that. Right. My stepdad, so if it's a family member. My stepdad, you know, the night before he died, like we knew he was going to die that night. And yeah. He was, he was in his room and yeah. on the bed, and I went in and basically said goodbye to him. And now, like... I go back to that same room. I don't necessarily, I don't think about it all the time. But okay. If I ever was to, I know it was in that room. Right. right. So that, that memory is always going to be there a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But you know what? My dad's room at my mom's house is still a memory that my dad has gone. It's still yeah. there, yeah. you know? And I get it. It probably is different. But, uh, you know, when my dad passed away, it was in the ICU. And in those last couple of days, I remember him kind of, when he would wake up, he's, he seems scared, and I just wonder if he would have felt more comfortable if he was at the house. Yeah. But I also get what Laszlo's saying, the idea of, like, my mother and us having to deal with, right. hey, okay, we need to have someone. Are we doing the right things? We need right. to get right. someone to come get the, the body. body. all that stuff. And yeah. I know, hey, people want to do that. They want to yeah. be there for you. It's just my nature yeah. is like, yo, let me take care of all of that. Like, yeah. I don't want you to, like, just put me over here. Yeah. Uh, all right, got to take a break. We'll come back and uh, do the lighter side of doom scrolling. The Church of Laszlo.